Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Thanks for tuning in once again to our program. We're getting ready for Friday night's President Trump rally. We want to urge you to... uh, Join us in watching him live from Prescott Valley, Arizona. And uh, you know what a Trump rally is like. Uh, There's nothing more fun than being there. And next to being there is being there via these broadcasts. So to rule themselves, the introduction that we use with his words talks about this great opportunity of governing ourselves And that is something that the Supreme Court has recognized recently really does belong to us, including on the matter of abortion, because the Supreme Court had taken that right, arrogated that right to itself and away from the people by the destructive, disastrous, erroneous Roe v. Wade decision. Now that has been corrected. And we're going to talk about what's been going on in the states. I'm sure you want to know what's happening in your state. You want to see what the progress of the states has been in protecting the unborn now that they are more able to do that than ever. And we're going to talk about some of the patterns that have emerged, some of the dynamics, some of the battles, some of the ways that the pro-abortion forces are pushing back. All of that and more, together with some special guests from our Priest for Life team, will be doing all of that this evening. So feel free to leave your uh, prayer requests for us, comments, and uh, we'll all pray for each other as we pray for America. Let's start, as we usually do with Scripture. I want to read from the beginning of Matthew 25. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Let us pray. Lord, the time comes when the door is locked. The time comes when our opportunity to prepare for your coming has concluded. The time comes when our opportunity, our window for change and for repentance closes. Lord God, we pray for America that we may take advantage of every moment, of every opportunity to change, to grow, to improve, to correct errors of the past. Lord, we pray 
that we may be wise, that we may be prepared. May all your people take the lesson of this parable, fill their lamps with oil, and prepare for the coming of your kingdom. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, today, brothers and sisters, we have our communications director with us and also our political outreach associate. We have Leslie Palma and Erin Parfett here from Priest for Life team and staff. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. So we have a great audience. You know, our, our, uh, our Praying for America audience is very large and increasing. Right Side Broadcasting, Getter, and other platforms that we broadcast on. And all of these people are interested in knowing what is going on right now. We had the Dobbs decision on June the 24th. Roe v. Wade was reversed, something that we've been working and praying for for almost 50 years. Now the states are more able to legislate on abortion. And we want to review, because you've been keeping track state by state of what's been happening, some of the major developments and some of the patterns that have uh, arisen. Uh, as we've explained to people, some states have had these uh, trigger uh, laws that were, were made to be activated to protect the unborn in the event and at such time as Roe v. Wade would be reversed. So I know that right from day one, some of those trigger laws started going into effect. Then we have other states that have had laws on the books from before Roe, so that once Roe is gone, the laws are still on the books if they haven't been removed by the legislature because they can't be removed by the court. Some of those laws are going back into effect or will go into effect. Uh, legislatures may need to take some steps right, to do that. And then you have cases where laws had been passed, but they were under injunction by the courts. And the attorneys general of those states are going to the courts and saying, now that Roe is out of the way, lift the injunction. And those laws can go into effect. Other states are working on new laws. Other states have court uh, battles going on because maybe their trigger law went into effect. And then some the pro-abortion people go to some friendly judge on the state level. And they try to block the thing. And maybe with success, maybe not. Um, and then you've got the pro-abortion people trying to you have different executive orders from the governors to try to, you know, they're trying to scramble, get as much baby killing done as they can, right? That's what their goal is. And um, uh, they're sick. I mean, what, what, what makes you want to kill more babies. I mean, these people are sick. I like, like when President Trump uses that phrase in the rally. These people are sick. It's exactly what the, that's exactly the truth. They're really sick. So um, all these things are going on at once. And we want to get some notion here from the research that you're, that you're doing. So let's take it step by step and start to lead us through uh, the current uh, okay. state of things. Well, I brought some cheat sheets because it's, oh, a, very, cool. you have to. it's a very no, no, no. situation. It literally changes day to day. And hour by hour. Hour by hour. Louisiana, yeah. there was a court hearing today in Louisiana, so we don't know what will happen there. But as of right this minute, there are eight states that are, there are no abortions are happening. The, the unborn are protected the unborn throughout are protected. pregnancy. Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, and Wisconsin. So the unborn are safe in those They're states. They're safe in those eight isn't states. That, isn't that awesome? Yeah. We were for decades looking at what's going to be the first abortion-free state. Right. We yeah. were always yeah. like, oh, what's, when is it going to be? Because there, there were always in every state at least one abortion mill. There were seven states mm -hmm. where there was only one. Right. Mm -hmm. 
But we were all waiting and watching. What's going to be the first abortion-free state? Now you're saying we've it got was, all. It was Missouri. Yes, it was. And, and Missouri yes, ended Missouri up being the first. first. Yes. Right, because on the very day uh, of the decision, yes. they took action, right? Yes, it was done and over on June 24th. On June 24th. God bless That's Missouri. Great. That's great. So read those states again. Okay, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, and Wisconsin. Texas is that's that, that's a lot of abortion that's a, bills. Yeah, that's a that's a big. Well, of course, they already had the heartbeat. You know, and that was a that was a foreshadowing, wasn't it? The yeah, fact that the Supreme Court was kind of hands off when it came to the that the heartbeat, heartbeat bill. Yeah. bill indicated because they were already well into their decision making on Dobbs. They already knew that they had a majority to get rid of Roe. So and that's why and we were and we were speculating that, right? Because we were that who were all observing these things very closely. So how come the Supreme Court didn't, you know, step in and say what was pretty obvious that this was well, Obviously, it was, it was against it was, Roe v. Wade. Right. It was redundant with what they were doing in Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. So there was no point to take up a secondary case. No, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. That, that Texas bill is going uh, in September 1st. It'll be a year that it's the, the six week. The that's heartbeat right. Bill. So Texas has been protecting babies since September 1st. And, you know, now, now all of them are protected. Then we have three uh, states that have heartbeat laws in effect, and that protects babies from about six weeks. So that's Ohio, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Again, well, Ohio, yeah, that's big. That's mm-hmm. big. Yeah, uh, and then there's a 15-week, like the Mississippi law that brought us here. <laughs> yes. That overturned Roe v. Wade. There's 15-week laws in effect in Florida, right here where we right are. Right here. Kentucky and Arizona will enact one in September. Beautiful. Kentucky mm-hmm. and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Here in Florida now, I know that there was an effort to, 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 to block it. Mm-hmm. So far, well, there's efforts in every state to block everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, this then, is the default. Yeah. This is the default reaction of the pro-abortion side. Right. The will of the people gets expressed in the legislature mm-hmm. and they run to the judges to block it. It's like they might want to stop and think about how governance is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be through the will of the people, not the will of the judges. Right. The will right. of the people. Yeah. Um, now, I understand that litigation is still playing out in Florida. It's just that a judge is allowed it to, st- to stay in effect in the meantime. But there's other yes. states like Utah where you could have the same litigation, but because of the state laws and the judge, their trigger ban is blocked right now. Yes. So you've very got, variables. It's a lot of variables. And let's look at what, again, what some of those variables are. It's not like a one size fits all sort of dynamic because you've got, like you just said, different state laws. Of course, different different judges altogether who are going to judge differently. Different state constitutions. And different state constitutions, right, because the state judge has to look at the state constitution just like a federal judge has to look at the federal constitution. Of course, the state judge has to look at the federal constitution too. A state judge can – see, and here's one of the things people have to understand. State judges can no longer say that there's some kind of federal uh, right to abortion. They can't say that anymore. Right, right. They can no longer say they are constrained in some way by mm-hmm. Roe and Casey or their progeny. They can't say that anymore, which it opens things up mm-hmm. to more of a freedom. Um, it's like you, uh, like you, you, you like to say that they can't hide behind Roe anymore. They can't hide behind <laughs> the yeah, They can't hide behind the robes of the justices. <laughs> exactly. Although that seems to be exactly what's happening in a lot of these states. They aren't coming up with original arguments. It's no, all, they're not. It's all privacy or maybe self-determination, yeah. maybe autonomy. But a lot of them are just repeating the privacy argument that was struck down Be- by Roe. Because if their state constitution 
does not explicitly say the words right to abortion. They have to try to find it in the right to privacy, autonomy, liberty. But there it seems to me that, okay, so first of all, I know it was the case in Mississippi. The judge looked at the pro-abortion people said, oh, but there was a ruling in 1998, you know, in our state that said there was privacy and that's why we can have abortion. But the judge said, well, wait a minute, that ruling in 1998 relied on Roe and Casey. Those are gone now. So I'm not going to rely on it now that the basis of it is gone. And this is where people need to have need to have confidence as we go along. A lot of these, I'm, I'm convinced a lot of these injunctions and these, these things with these courts are doing are going to be short-lived because they're going to start figuring out, well, wait a minute, we can't rely on these old cases anymore. Now Dobbs is the precedent now. Um, and and, and, and uh, the argument also, even though on one case you're talking about the federal constitution and on another case you're talking about the state constitution, there's an argument here that Dobbs has identified that abortion, and, and even Rowan Casey mentioned this, abortion is unique because unlike rights of privacy that would say to parents, you know, you can educate your children in the manner in which you choose, or you can, you can, you can marry whom you choose, etc. Uh, those, those, those rights don't involve the taking of another life. Right. right. Abortion involves the taking of another life, whatever you want to call that life, whatever value you want to place on it. There's no denying there's another life. So that's what puts abortion constitutionally in a unique category. And therefore, pri- and that's why Dobbs didn't go along with the idea that the court's precedence about privacy rights necessarily led to recognizing a right to abortion. They said, no, no, abortion's different. So, I mean, an argument is an argument, right? Yeah. I think this applies on the state level too. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, like, as you mentioned before, the, the, the plaintiffs, the Planned Parenthood or the ACLU, mm-hmm. they go to friendly judges. So. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so. that's right. Yes, they go to friendly judges. Those yeah, friendly they, judges are going to be scratching their heads saying, yeah, oops, yeah, yeah. we don't have the sledgehammer right, we had so, before. Yeah, yeah so yeah. They, they might knee-jerk, you know, have an injunction against yeah, it, but then exactly. they're going to have to, you know, go back and figure out how. Well, and then especially <laughs> if it gets appealed, right, you know, this right. is where things get, 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 get clarified. As you go up the appellate process, right. it's like, wait a second, what the judgment that was made at the first court, the lowest court, gets reviewed now very carefully. Right. Mm-hmm. I think these are going to go our yeah, way. Yeah, judges don't like to be reversed, so they'll be careful, the, the initial judges. Yes. You know. But my question is, can so say we go all the way through all the state courts, state Supreme Court, can it end up again? Can, all, can a, a bunch of these cases end up again in the United States? Supreme well, Court? you've got precedent now in Dobbs. So the vertical precedent mm-hmm. means the lower courts have to abide by what the higher court said on the same issue that they're judging. So even if it goes into federal court, especially if it gets into federal court, the federal judge is going to say, hey, this is settled already. Dobbs is controlling. Dobbs is now controlling. So uh, that's the good news for us as far as, you know, see, and that's where, you know, precedent, right? The force of precedent when the court has already decided on an issue, stare decisis, stick with the president, precedent, I mean. This is where you see the importance and the value of that. You know, we've been emphasizing, of course, well, it's not absolute. Well, that's why you can reverse something like Roe v. Wade. It's not absolute. 
But saying it's not absolute doesn't mean it doesn't have a meaning or a value. Mm -hmm. It does have a meaning and a value. What's the meaning and the value? That it 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 squelches this temptation to constantly relitigate. You know, like the pro-abortion people say, oh, well, this is terrible, this is terrible. Let's just bring it back to court. Yeah. Well, you can't just bring it back to court just because you don't like the decision the court just held, handed down because that's where the force of precedent comes in. Mm -hmm. You can't be just constantly every other day relitigating what the court just decided. So that's mm -hmm. where stare decisis does have its place. Mm -hmm. Precedent does have its force. And uh, that's where now that works to our advantage. What else is going on in the states? Well, okay. He's the, here are the states, four of them, that have trigger laws or total bans that are, are held up right now at the, in the courts. It's held high, up in the held courts. Held up in the courts. So, they, okay. so the courts have said no. Stop the trigger. Right. So okay. abortions have resumed in these states until okay. we get a ruling. So okay. that's Idaho, Louisiana, which has enacted its total ban twice and had it blocked twice. Okay. So it was a roller coaster in Louisiana, and today they had a hearing. Yeah. Uh, Michigan and Utah are in the same boat. Uh, uh, yeah, Michigan, that's uh, a big, big <laughs> battleground. We yeah. can talk a little bit more about that because the pro boards are circulating a petition there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we're oh, talk yes. It yeah. has enough votes to actually be on the ballot in November. November? <laughs> and what's that ballot initiative going to say? Well... This is assuming the votes are valid. They have not been 100% validated yet. Okay. But there's like 753,000 signatures and they need about 425,000 to be valid. Okay. And assuming it's a, it's a leftist initiative, therefore forget all the technicalities. Yeah. But the technical amendment that people will be voting yes or no on in November, every individual has a fundamental right to reproductive freedom which entails the right to make and educate decisions about all matters relating to pregnancy, including but not limited to prenatal care, childbirth, postpartum care, contraception, sterilization, abortion care, miscarriage management, and infertility care. So this is wording that they're trying to put into the Their constitution. constitution. Into the state constitution, right. right. And assuming all these signatures are validated, people can vote yes or no this November. Okay, good. Yes, and, and you know what we see with these ballot initiatives all the time is the effort by the other side to misrepresent it, oversimplify it, hide the, the unattractive parts of it, and uh, get people to think they're voting for something that they're really not. Oh, aren't you, a, aren't you a favor of reproductive freedom? Well, yeah, unless as long as you don't define that as the big killing of a baby. So, uh, you know, that this is what we deal with in these in these cases, right, is a lot of public manipulation oh, of the language. But um, those uh, states now where where these trigger bans are being held mm -hmm. temporarily or blocked, mm -hmm. uh, Idaho, Louisiana, Michigan. And Utah. And, and there's and heartbeat Utah. laws being held up in Georgia and Iowa. Okay. All right. So we expect this. This is nothing unexpected that, you know, these trigger laws are going to go into effect. But that doesn't mean the other side isn't going to try to right. stop them. And that doesn't mean they won't find a, a friendly judge who for a while will stop them. Mm -hmm. But these these states are going to vigorously uh, uh, de, you know, defend these. Uh, well, of course, in Michigan, we got a, a very pro-abortion governor. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So you have you have sometimes the wrong people in, in the wrong places. But um, but nevertheless, you know, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
you talk, Louisiana I mean, has a pro-life Democrat as a governor. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Exception proving the rule, yeah, of course, yeah. is the exception. Well, and, and their uh, predator law, if I recall, was even put together by a Democrat. Yes, yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. No, Louisiana, Louisiana is, is unique, unique in that, in that, <laughs> in that way. Yeah, exactly. Well, God bless them for that. Well, we know the state uh, Senator Katrina Jackson, she's... Uh, We've been with her right, uh, sure. a number of times, uh, Louisiana. She's uh, and she, and some of her colleagues too. We've met and work hard for the uh, for the unborn. What else is going on in these states? Well, I think we have to talk about Kansas because the, yes. me the media is making close. a big deal about the fact that this is the first okay post Roe vote on abortion. So okay, Erin, she's the expert here. <laughs> well, and from what I'm gathering from people who are calling and emailing me about this daily for the last week, there seems to be a lot of misinformation going around. No it se doubt. seems to be framed by the pro-abortion side as this is going to completely ban abortion. And that's not at all what this is. It's saying that the government cannot re be required to fund abortion, and it's turning the issue over to the legislature so that people can work out the abortion issue through their elected officials. You can decide to go for abortion, against abortion, or anywhere in between. But right now, it's all held up by a 2019 Supreme Court case, all based on privacy. And right now, the people have no recourse. And it's pretty much Wild West. Anything goes in Kansas right now. So this value them both and meant if passed, does not just automatically ban abortion. It just puts it back in the hands of the legislature for the people to work out per what the people of Kansas would like. Kansas, it, in other words, is is what's going on there now. And the vote is August 2nd, right? This well, is early, a vote in the primary. Yeah, the early voting's underway now. Is underway it, already. It has been since July 13th. It will continue through August 1st. And the primary is August 2nd. Yeah. There's new do, no do-overs do on this one. This yeah. is it for this issue. So Kansas is 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 really involved in the same dynamic that we just had nationally. In other words, that uh, a court decision said a right to privacy is in the Constitution that allows abortion, even though the word abortion is not used. And now, instead of a court deciding it, the people get to decide right. what the Constitution does and doesn't mean in Kansas. And all they're saying is the Constitution in Kansas doesn't mean abortion. Correct. It doesn't give us a right to abortion. It states that in the uh, amendment. Uh, right. But the legislature could still legalize abortion if right. they want. They could do it through 12 weeks, 15 weeks, 18 weeks, the whole nine the yards. The whole nine. Yeah, right. See, this is where the, the abortion supporters, you know, where we challenge them is if you really believe people are on your side and that you have a persuasive case, then make your case. Don't make your case by misrepresenting what the amendment says. Make your case by convincing people that it's a good idea to have legal abortion, you know, and, and uh, uh, they can still do that. If this amendment passes, which is what we're saying, we want people to vote yes on this Correct. in Kansas, right? So um, it also says the state is not required to fund abortion. Correct. That's a pretty good sell. I mean, what? Who, who wants to be forced to pay for somebody else's abortion? Right. Exactly. If Kansas decides they want to have abortion, if you're going to have an abortion, at least pay for it yourself. Yeah. It shouldn't be on the burden of the taxpayers. Right. Because what the pro-abortion people try to do, they'll pass these laws and they'll say, oh, well, being that abortion is constitutional, the state has to pay for it. And by the way, the, 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 on the federal level, the court rejected that argument a long time ago. Early after, soon after Roe, 
the other decisions that the court was asked to make on abortion had a lot to do with funding. And the question was, you know, is is now that abortion has been declared a constitutional right, does that mean that ta- uh, taxpayer money must be used to fund it? And the court early on said, no, it's not. And, and that, by the way, was one of the uh, points at which the court again pointed out the difference between abortion and other medical procedures. Namely, unlike the other procedures, this ends a life purposely. And because people have very, very strong reservations about that, the state cannot be uh, uh, obligated to pay for it. Well, and Kansas is such a conservative state overall. That would be an insult to those people in particular. That's right. So August 2nd, the voting actually is underway now. People need to alert their, their friends in Kansas. Right. Or viewers that I'm sure we have some viewers from Kansas right now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and just get out the word. This is not a total ban on abortion. That's right. It just turns it back over to the people to work out. Just like Dobbs just did for the whole country. Yes. Yeah. Our friends at Operation Rescue are headquartered in, in Wichita, Kansas. That's right. Yep. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're, uh, they're busy. working yes. hard on this, <laughs> as, so. as are we. Well, we're out of time. Thanks so much for this update. There's a lot more. There's, and people there's can, lots more. <laughs> people can go to um, SupremeCourtVictory.com right. to get more information uh, about this, and that would be uh, a very valuable thing. Friends, uh, thanks so much for uh, your involvement in, uh, in this issue, for your involvement in this movement. Uh, go to SupremeCourtVictory.com. See the other information that we have. Contact your friends in Kansas. Contact your friends in Michigan. Contact people all over the country that you may know on all of these different issues as these battles develop. Let's turn back to prayer now. Uh, Lord, we pray for what is going on in each one of these states. We pray for the people of Kansas, that they will be wise in their decision-making, that they'll be well-informed, that you would stop, Lord, the efforts of lies and deceit and disinformation. Uh, Lord, we pray for uh, the people of, of Michigan that they would reject this uh, effort of the abortion people to put abortion into their constitution. Give them wisdom as well. We pray for judges in these various states that are blocking the the pro-life laws, uh, that you would stop uh, their uh, efforts at death and that you would, Lord God, uh, increase the um, strength for life. Let the efforts that the people have made in states like Louisiana and Idaho Uh, in Utah, indeed, bear fruit, the fruit that you mean for them to bear. And Lord, we rejoice uh, that the the protection uh, for the unborn that has arisen in so many states uh, is there. Uh, And we pray for the moms that are uh, being led by the force of of the law, by the the great teaching power of the law, that are being led to choose life. We'll be grateful, Lord, for the help now that the law gives them uh, to lead them in that direction. And we have sum up all our prayers and praises, including the prayer intentions of our viewers, by saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Friends, connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone and stay connected with the Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. Follow me on uh, these platforms, Getter. We're so glad to be able to broadcast there. And of course, Truth Social, make sure you have your account there. Uh, and again, you can connect with me at FR Frank Pavone. Spread the word about these programs and we'll be back with you again very soon. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.